Hi, this is Life Coach David. I'm a certified and very experienced Law of Attraction Life Coach, and I help people live their lives from a Law of Attraction point of view so they can attract what they want, they can take control of how happy, how good, how high vibration they're feeling, they can get through any situation in the best way possible, and ultimately become the best version of themselves they can be so they can live their best lives. And today I'm going to continue reading from and discussing money and the law of attraction, learning to attract wealth, health, and happiness, which was written by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And I hope you've been enjoying the previous chapters. There's some wonderful information that we can all use to make our lives better. And before I start reading today, I have a question for you. Whatever time it is, wherever you live, because I know people listen to this podcast all over the world, how many times today have you thought about what you want? Because we're supposed to be thinking about and focusing on what we want so we can attract what we want. So think about your day and ask yourself, have I thought about what I want today? And if not, start doing that. The more you do that, the more you're going to attract what you want. And I also had my website redone, so check it out and let me know what you think. I think it looks much better now. Oh, the website address is lifecoachdavid.com. So please check it out and let me know what you think. So now I'm going to start reading from Money and the Law of Attraction, and this section is called, What if I played the what if game? As we encourage that you do your best to find positive aspects about whatever subject is before you, there are often those who would ask, but what about the man who's just lost his job and has a wife and five children? His rent is due in two days and he doesn't have the money to pay it. Or what about the woman who has the Gestapo army at her door, about to take her to be killed in the gas chamber? How could those people pivot? And to those extreme questions, we often reply, it is as if you have just jumped out of an airplane at an altitude of 20,000 feet and you have no parachute and you ask, so now what do I do? You are usually not faced with such extreme circumstances from which it seems there is no possible comfortable escape. However, these extreme situations with all of the drama and trauma that they bring also bring a power that with the right focus can provide resolutions that someone watching from the outside would find astonishing or even miraculous. In other words, there is no situation from which you cannot find a positive resolution, but you have to be able to focus powerfully in order to accomplish such a solution. And most people who are in those kinds of situations are not adept at the kind of focus, which is why they are experiencing the negative situation to begin with. When you are involved in extreme situations, a power comes from within, and so the intensity of your desire will put you upon a plateau where if you can just get focused, you can have your greater elevation. In other words, those who are very sick are in a better position to be even more well than most others because their desire for wellness is amplified. But unless they are able to pivot, to turn their attention to their desire for wellness and away from their concern about illness, they cannot become well. 
We would encourage you to play with the what-if game, looking for positive aspects. In other words, rather than looking into your society, for examples, of disempowered people having no control over the circumstances of their lives, tell a story that gives you a feeling of empowerment. Instead of telling the story of powerless victims and thereby amplifying your own feeling of also being a victim, tell a different story. For example, what if this woman, before the Gestapo army came pounding on her door, had recognized the rumblings of the looming holocaust that were in the community weeks before? What if she had left the community when many of the others had left? What if she had not been afraid of the unknown? What if she had not held to the familiar? What if she made the decision to start a new life in a new country with her sister and her aunt two weeks ago so that she was not at home when the Gestapo came calling? When you play the what-if game, look for things you do want to see. Look for things that make you feel better. There is never a situation in which there is not a way out. In fact, there are hundreds and thousands of practical choices along the way. But out of habit, most people continue to choose the lack perspective in situations until they eventually find themselves in an unwanted place where it seems that there are no more choices. As you hold to your intention to look for evidence of well-being and thriving and success and happiness, you will tune yourself to the vibration of those things. And so those kinds of good-feeling experiences will dominate your life. Today, no matter where I am going, no matter what I'm doing, it is my dominant intent to look for what I am wanting to see. As you make the decision that you are not a mere observer of your world, but a deliberate and positive contributor to your world, you will find great pleasure with your involvement with what is going on in your planet. When you witness things that you do not want to happen in your world, in your nation, in your neighborhood, in your family, or in your personal body, and you remember that you have the power to tell a different, better story, and you also know that there is enormous power in telling that story, you will then step back into the exuberant knowledge that you held when you made the decision to come forth to participate on this planet to begin with. You cannot be in a place other than where you are right now. But you do have the power to begin to express your perspective about where you are in increasingly better ways. And as you do that consciously and deliberately, you will see the evidence of the power of your focus on every subject to which you turn your attention. As you make the decision that you want to feel good and you consciously look for positive aspects within the subjects that you are involved in every day, and as you deliberately identify and focus upon what you do want regarding these subjects, you will set yourself upon a path of eternal unfolding, satisfaction, and joy. These processes are simple to understand and to apply, but do not let their simplicity cause you to underestimate their power. Consistently apply them and show yourself the leverage of the power of aligned thought. Discover the power of the energy that creates worlds, the power that you have always had ready access to, but which you now understand how to apply and to focus it towards your own personal creations. And that's the end of that chapter. And of course, it's hard to hear when they bring up topics of the Holocaust and such, but... I just relate it to my life. 
And the general message, which is focus on what you want. Tell yourself a better story. Put yourself in a better vibration. So you're setting yourself up to attract what you want. You're setting yourself up to feel better. And now we're finally at the chapter that this book is supposed to be about called Attracting Money and Manifesting Abundance. Yay, we all want that. While money is not absolutely essential to your experience, to most people, money and freedom are synonymous. And since an intense awareness of your right to be free is at the very core of that which you are, it follows, therefore, that your relationship with money is one of the most important subjects of your life experience. And so, it is no wonder you have such strong feelings about the subject of money. Although some people have discovered the freedom to allowing large amounts of money to flow through their experience, it is more often the case that because you are experiencing far less money than you need or desire, most of you are not feeling free. It is our intention to clearly explain why this financial disparity exists so that you can begin to allow the abundance that you want and deserve into your experience. For as you read these words and as you begin to resonate with the law-based truths, you will align your desire with the abundance of your world and the evidence of your newfound alignment will soon become apparent to you and to others who observe you. Whether you are one who has been working to achieve financial abundance for many years or you are a youngster just starting down the path, the journey to financial well-being does not have to be a long one from where you are. And it does not require large amounts of time or physical effort, for we are going to explain to you in simple and easy-to-understand terms how to utilize the leverage of energy that is available to you. We want to show you the absolute correlation between the thoughts you have been thinking about money the way you feel when you think those thoughts, and the money that flows into your experience. When you are able to consciously make that correlation and you decide to deliberately direct your thoughts accordingly, you will access the power of the universe and you will then see how time and physical effort are rather irrelevant to your financial success. So we begin with the simple premise of your universe and of your world. You get what you think about. Often people say to us, that can't be true because I have wanted and thought about more money for as long as I can remember, but I continue to struggle with not enough money. And what we tell them is the most important thing for you to understand if you want to improve your financial situation. The subject of money is really two subjects. One, money, plenty of money, the feeling of freedom, the feeling of ease that plenty of money can provide, and two, absence of money, not nearly enough money, the feeling of fear and disappointment that the thought of absence of money induces. Often people assume that because they are speaking the words, I want more money, they are speaking positively about money. But when you are speaking of money or anything, and you are feeling fear or discomfort as you speak, you are not speaking of the subject of money, but instead you are speaking of the subject of not enough money. And the difference is very important, because the first statement brings money, and the second one holds it away. It is a value for you to become aware of how you are really thinking 
and more important feeling about money. If you are thinking or saying things like, oh, that is a very beautiful thing, but I can't afford it, you are not in a vibrational position to allow the abundance you desire. The feeling of disappointment that is present as you acknowledge that you cannot afford it is your indicator that the balance of your thought is pointed more towards the lack of what you want than towards the desire itself. The negative emotion that you feel as you acknowledge that you cannot afford something that you want is one way of understanding the balance of your thoughts. And the amount of abundance that you are actually experiencing is another way of knowing. Many people continue to perpetuate the experience of not enough in their lives simply because they do not think beyond the reality of what they are actually experiencing. In other words, if they are experiencing the shortage of money and are aware of it and speak of it often, they hold themselves in that chronic position. And so many people protest when we explain to them the power of telling the story of their finances as they want it to be rather than as it is, because they believe that they should be factual about what is happening. But we want you to understand that if you continue to look at what is and speak of what is, you will not find the improvement you desire. You may see a parade of changing faces and places, but your life experience will essentially show no improvement. If you want to affect substantial change in your life experience, you have to offer substantially different vibrations, which means you must think thoughts that feel different as you think them. Lackful action does not pay off. Jerry said, Many years ago, I owned a motel near El Paso, Texas, and H.L. Hunt, who at the time was one of the wealthiest men in the United States, one of the multi-billionaires, called me. He had purchased Ojo Caliente, a small resort on the Rio Grande that was financially failing, and he had heard that I might have some useful information to help him turn it around. As we were visiting in my little coffee shop, I had a difficult time focusing on our conversation because I just couldn't understand why a man that wealthy would still be discontent and looking for a way of making more money. I wondered why he didn't just sell the place at whatever price and go on about his life enjoying the money he had already accumulated. I have another friend who is a multimillionaire as well. We were in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, walking on the beach, and he was talking about some business problems he was having, and it really struck me that that man, so wealthy, would have any kind of troubles. But what I've learned from you, Abraham, and I've learned a lot from you, is that our true success in life is not about how much money we have or about the having of things, right? And Abraham replied, The things that you have and the things that you do are all meant to enhance your state of being. In other words, it's all about how you feel, and how you feel is all about coming into alignment with who you really are. When you tend to your alignment first, then the things you gather and the actions you perform only enhance your good feeling state of being. But if you do not find the vibrational balance first and attempt to make yourself feel better by bringing more things into your experience or participating in more activities in order to try to make yourself feel better, you just get further out of balance. 
We are not guiding you away from accumulating things or from taking action because all of that is an essential part of your physical experience. In other words, you intended the wonderful experience of exploring the details of your physical world in order to help you to personally determine your own joyous growth and expansion. But when you try to move forward from an imbalanced footing, it is always uncomfortable. If you will begin by identifying how you want to feel or be and let your inspiration to accumulate or to do come from that centered place, then not only will you maintain your balance, but you will now enjoy the things you gather and the things that you do. Most people do most of their wanting from a place of lack. They want things in many cases simply because they do not have them. So the having of them does not really satisfy anything deep within them because there is always something else that they want. And so it becomes a never-ending struggle to try to bring one more thing, one more thing that still will not be satisfying, into their experience. Because I don't have this, I want it. And they really think that getting it will fill the void. But that defies law. Any action that is taken from a place of lack is always counterproductive and it always leads to more of a feeling of lack. The void that these people are feeling cannot be filled with things or satisfied with action because the feeling of void is about the vibrational discord between their desires and their chronic habits of thought. Offering better feeling thoughts, telling a different story, looking for positive aspects, pivoting to the subject of what you really do want, looking for positive what-ifs. That is how you fill the void. And when you do, a most interesting thing will occur in your experience. The things you have wanted will begin to flood into your experience. But these things you have been wanting will flood not to fill your void, because the void no longer exists. They flow in because your void no longer exists. Certainly, you will gather many magnificent things into your experience. Our message is not for you to stop wanting, having, or doing. Our message is for you to want and accumulate and do from your place of feeling good. And I've experienced in my life that phenomenon where I think, oh, if I just had that, then that would make me feel better. If I just had that. And then when I got those things, it kind of did temporarily. But then there was something else I wanted. So <laughs> it never really worked like I thought it would. And that's because of what they just said. That void is always there unless you come from a feel-good place, which is a whole different perspective. So that's the end of today's reading and discussion. And there was a lot of wonderful information in there as usual. So think about how you can apply what we talked about into your life to make your life better. Because that's the purpose of the whole reason why I'm doing this podcast. Because I want the information you hear to be put to use in your life so you can attract what you want. You can feel happier for the rest of your life. And remember, if you want some powerful law of attraction coaching by me, you can contact me through lifecoachdavid.com. And I always offer a free mini phone coaching session to anyone who's seriously considering coaching so they can get a good idea what it's like. They can ask me any questions and, and then we take it from there. Thanks again for listening and have a wonderful high vibration day. Mm -hmm.